0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings and welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we've had a very vibrant week of discussion so far, and we hope to continue that tradition today. I'm Mark Lawrence. On the other side of the plastic is Mr. Joe McGranahan, the man in the bubble.
2: And you've been doing a wonderful job keeping the oxygen flowing in here.
1: Yeah, it's on like double high.
2: Yeah, but I wish you'd cut back on the helium.
1: <laughs> yeah, less helium <laughs> and no nitrogen, right? You don't right, need any nitrogen. No Nitrogen, nitrous, nitrous oxide. So I guess so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not just nitrogen. Right. It's, it's pre-mixed. Right. <laughs> so but we're that's supposed to make stuff. It. We thought that w- they would make us stop yelling it off my lawn more often, but it hasn't worked. No, it hasn't
2: worked that no. well.
1: All right. Well, welcome aboard, everybody. We invite you to visit sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai uh, packages and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it right online from your home. We'll have lots more to say about that as our show uh, progresses, but the Sunbury Motor Company uh, is our sponsor. We have our first caller of the day lined up and agreed upon. It's U.S. Congressman Dan Muser of the 9th District from Dallas, Pennsylvania. Uh, good morning, sir. Thanks for checking in again and keeping us up to date on what's going on in Washington.
2: Good morning, Congressman. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Great we're, to have you on this morning, sir. Yeah, thanks. Well, thanks I for checking it. in.
3: How's, how's Northumberland County? How's Sunbury today?
2: Never better. <laughs> the, <laughs> the sun is shining. The birds are singing. We're yellow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're well, living it up that, here that, in yellow. <laughs>
3: Well, I cover, uh, my district covers a good portion of Northumberland County, but not Sunbury. And I'm very fond, fond of Sunbury. Uh, I miss my friend Don Ely over there and. I've well, always been very, very uh, happy when I'm in Sunbury.
1: All right. Well, yeah, we all miss him, too. Uh, we, they, uh, it was irreplaceable in, in yeah. so many ways. Don was one of a kind. All right. No argument there. All uh, right. So let's start out with Washington. Uh, bring us up to date. We always give you an opportunity to just mention anything that's going on. What's top of the mind from Washington, D.C., Congressman? Well, you
3: know, well, last time we were there, uh, Uh, Speaker Pelosi passed a couple of uh, real doozies. Uh, She started the day uh, by uh, pushing through a bill um, allowing for the United States House of Representatives to proxy vote. Uh, First time in the history of our country that a member of Congress did not need to be present in order to vote. I mean, going back to 1791 every time every vote that was taken was taken by a member that was present uh until now i mean i'm talking about through the war of 1812 through various illnesses and epidemics uh through uh every event our country has gone through now nancy pelosi uh thought it would be a great idea to allow proxy vote and you know just as the country's coming around the side of this and we're um opening up uh, she decided it would be, be a nice time to basically slow down, if not shut down, the House. So now only 20 members, uh, 20 Democrats, can go to Washington carrying 10 proxy votes apiece. So that would be a t- total of 220 votes. And they can pass anything they want within the U.S. House of Representatives. So it's pretty outrageous, uh, absolutely unnecessary, i believe completely contrary to article one section five of the constitution that states that that each house shall constitute a quorum to do business so it will be a core challenge but that was that was a real beauty uh to, to start things off and then after that you know now let's let's also pass a three trillion 3.3 trillion let's not forget that last 300 billion dollars of uh, of a wish list of a bill That they claim that they're trying to help people, yet they know there's no chance of getting passed. By the way, on that proxy vote, no Republicans voted for for it. It was all all Democrats and three Democrats voted against it as well. On the the $3 trillion uh, catastrophe, $3.3 trillion, uh, in it, you know, a few little things like stimulus checks for illegals, Their HR one bill is basically in it, so it's a federal takeover of our elections. Salt, so California and New York primarily uh, can have a deduction for their state and local taxes. Basically, a tax tax relief for millionaires. You know, they're 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 the party of the people. They uh, a tax relief for millionaires, pension bailouts, state bailouts with no accountability. You know, little little things like that. Uh, they expected us to to be for which uh, we uh, I and uh, the vast majority of Republicans were certainly against. So you know, uh, not a lot getting done, but 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 a lot of uh, political posturing.
2: I'm appalled at the idea that the Congress would appropriate money to bail Illinois. California and even Pennsylvania out of its long-term pension problems. Uh, how likely is that to survive any final challenge? I mean, there have got to be even Democrats in other states who don't think that they should pay for the fiscal irresponsibility of some of these political leaders.
3: None. There's no There's no chance. Now, sadly, uh, the Democrats have uh, control of the House. They have the majority in the House. By 17 votes, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, all we need is 17 Uh, pickups in November in order to uh, take back the House. Fortunately, the Senate is Republican. Mitch McConnell is going to hold fast. And, of course, the president would veto such a uh, a ludicrous uh, wish list bill. That really doesn't help either. Uh, It's $3.3 trillion of special interest favors. And as you said, bailouts of uh, states like Illinois that had nothing to do with this crisis except they were unbelievably poorly run for the last 20 years.
2: Well, I don't think most of us taxpayers have a problem with helping people who are adversely impacted by this pandemic, but I think, and at least for me, I want the money to be spent responsibly, and I don't want to spend it until we see exactly what's needed and where the money will bring the most help. How likely is anything to pass at all with bipartisan support, and what what, what might it look like?
3: Well, you know, good question, and let's let's look back a little bit. You know, the CARES Act was passed in a bipartisan way, so we held bath. Nancy Pelosi originally had a big wish list. We said, absolutely not going to happen, and we did come together, and the CARES Act had a lot of good things, some things that were excessive, no question, and we're not going to continue. We're going to learn from it. Um, so so we'll we, – we, um, and, and we got to execute on the CARES Act. The PPP program I spent all day, and I will today – still helping small businesses get connected with banks and and get those loans. It was actually very successful. People want to debate it. Oh, there were a couple of problems here and there. I mean, holy mackerel, we're talking about $660 billion that went out over a short term period uh, as forgivable loans for small businesses. The second tranche had a um, average loan, forgivable loan of about $80,000. So truly dedicated in, in the right spot. It's not often that the intent of legislation and results are the same. And in that case, for the most part, they were. But what we need to come together on is, let's face it, what we need to do is we need to open up our economy, right? So we need some, some additional small business uh, deductions for being able to open up safely. Buying the PPEs, they, all that stuff should be tax deductible. Putting up plexiglass divides, whatever they need to do to make their business safe, for its workers and its customers. We also need to open up our schools. Schools need to be doing the same thing right now. Schools need to be revamping, getting ready to open in September and and put, um, getting uh safety precautions in place. Transportation infrastructure. If there's one place that the states uh funds are depleted, it's in the motor license fund. Uh, since it largely comes from gasoline taxes and nobody's driving so where's our transportation infrastructure bill? I'll tell you where it is. Nancy Pelosi won't put it in the bill because she thinks it'll be too popular, and she doesn't want to give the president that win. Can you believe that? And that's that's the objective truth.
1: I believe it. Everything's so divided.
3: Yeah. And where's the vaccine money? Where's the vaccine money? Three point three trillion dollars, and there's not not one dollar uh, to actually try to stop this thing. So they've done they've done a very poor job, and uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a battle in this one. And we'll, um, we're, we're, we're going to get a, a bill. Now, what we need to do is, you know, clearly we need to win back the House so we don't have to um, waste the taxpayers' money in, in the manner that's being done now.
1: Is there a will in Washington to come up with a perfect bill that would include some money for the states to do backfilling of lost revenue because of the pandemic? You know, not just prop up a state that's uh, out of balance in the first place, but to take care of some lost revenue, maybe help schools or include the transportation funding that you, you talk about there. Could that pass?
3: Yeah, yeah, it will. And also, you know, we need to we need to revise the PPP. You know, a lot of restaurants, um, and other businesses that simply weren't able to hire back because they were shut down. And their PPP funding, where they have to hire people back, ends more or less at the end of June. That's too fast. So we need to extend that for, for the restaurants. Yeah, there has to be. We, we did it with the CARE Act. And look, if, if, if Nancy Pelosi, uh, just wants to, uh, continue and, and many of the Democrats, on, on a completely destructive path and and not do anything in the name of politics, but they, sadly, they have control of the House. But uh, we, 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 we managed to fight them off last time, and hopefully, I'm hoping we do it again. Now, I will tell you this. You know, state funding also is going to have to have a higher level of accountability. We gave a lot of flexibility to governors in the last CARES Act. and We saw Governor Wolf use that funding uh, in a weaponized way, I mean he's he threatened a few uh, counties in my district that if they were to not follow his orders entirely, not that he gave them an audience to, to discuss it, uh, that he was going to withhold the the Federal cares Act dollars. In fact, he even said to one state senator in lebanon if um, if you don't follow my orders, you do so at your own peril." <laughs> So there are some, some liberal governors out there that are getting a little carried away with themselves. And we need to, uh, in the next CARES Act or the next uh, funding for states, we got to bring them in check as well.
2: Well, let's go back to the PPP for a minute. I'm, I think we can all agree that it's an excellent idea, and it probably has had some very good results, but it's still running short on money, and now we're finding a lot of companies applied for these loans, including Planned Parenthood, uh, that have no right to get them. What, what kind of oversight is being done on how this money's being spent, Congressman?
3: Well, Planned Parenthood uh, is not receiving the funding, to the best of my knowledge, and I will absolutely check that out. No, there are uh, clear eligibility requirements, and um, the, the program really has been rolled out well. The SBA has been a, been a big help. The Treasury did a good job. You know, we funded over almost 5 million businesses at this point. The average, the first tranche was $220,000 average. The second tranche, as I said, is in the neighborhood of $70,000. Very good. There's still funding there. It's still available. And um, we, we thought maybe it would run out, run out by now, but it has. We're constantly tweaking it. Treasury, I'm on the phone with them every day, as is other members like Fred Keller, G.P. Thompson, and we um, uh, who do a great job. We all work together, and we have a similar voice, and Treasury is responding to us. We're, we're weighing in policy, and, and we're making it better uh, as we go.
1: What's your view on mail-in voting? What's your opinion? The president feels it's uh, fraught with fraud. What's your view on a lot of states, including Pennsylvania, have it and are encouraging it?
3: Well, I think it, it's, it's um, risky, uh, very risky. Now, we passed no excuse absentee ballot. Okay. I wasn't really favorable to that, uh, but it's passed. Now, what they're doing is they're mailing out applications. Uh, to all people or in many states, and, and that will continue. Uh, they're looking at this ballot harvesting. I mean, just think about it. Now, basically, somebody can walk up to a house, knock on the door, say, Hey, fill this out, and we'll carry it in for you. And they can look at it, and if it doesn't, if, it doesn't, if they didn't put down the candidate they'd want, maybe that person, uh, might, they might throw it away, or that's the one that they'll, they'll go submit. I mean, this is, this is dangerous territory they're a- entering into. Look, it's one person, one vote. There is no American that is interested in suppressing votes. That is unconstitutional. That's close to treasonous. That's outrageous. I think that we'd be interested in suppressing votes. But we sure don't want a phony vote to, uh, to uh, discredit uh, somebody else's so we, um, and, 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 to, um, uh, and to make our, our, our voting uh, inaccurate.
1: What's well, the our, per, well, what's the percentage of uh, votes that are you know destroyed in this manner or this uh, uh, the other fraud that takes place? How, how, tell me about that. You know, well, I, uh, it's hard
3: to say. You, you know, you only know it if, if they get caught. I mean, they find ballots in garbage pails. I mean, they um, this is this has certainly a, a occurred, and there have been people that have been uh, brought to uh, criminalized on this and and and, and arrested and. But that doesn't make it into the papers too much. I mean, I mean, there are polling stations that have 110 percent turnout in certain parts of, uh, of, of of Pennsylvania. So clearly, it happens. But we have to do our best to to, to minimize it. And and, and pushing an all mail vote, all all mail in vote is um, is very very dangerous. And 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 they're also pushing for same day registration. Uh, how do you do that? So somebody just walks up and says, "Hey, I'm." i'm john smith okay here sign here what about those who mail in the votes and then show up at the uh if they mail it in that day there's there's no way to know that now you have to cross reference it 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 makes it very very complicated you know i mean people we don't even require in pennsylvania id now we're not going to require people to show up a very very dangerous trend um i i think we uh We need to vote in a manner where we assure one person one
4: vote.
2: Well, I agree with you. I think there there's too many instances in this country where you have to have all sorts of identification to do anything, to get a loan, to, you know, get on an airplane, to make reservations at hotels. You need to identify yourself. But apparently this trend to say that, oh, make yourself identify, make sure we know who you are when you vote. Somehow that's immoral, if not illegal. But one of they're our pushing it, they're pushing yeah. it
3: for one reason and one reason only because and, and that's the Democrats. Because they feel it will benefit them, and they will have people out doing just what I said—knocking on doors, ballot harvesting, and and doing everything they can to uh, if, if, to to, if, to uh, push the envelope uh, on on election laws uh, to favor their candidates.
2: One of our listeners sends a question for you. He says, you decry Governor Wolf threatening to withhold aid money to counties that don't follow his shutdown orders. Yesterday, President Trump tweeted that he would withhold federal aid money to states that send out mail-in ballot applications. Will you be uh, speaking out against that, too, or are such tactics, and this comes from our listener, okay when carried out by a Republican?
3: No, I saw that. That's federal dollars. That's federal dollars that the president has to sign off for. So he's allowed to, he's permitted, it's his authority to authorize it and and account for it in the manner that he's prepared to sign off. These are federal dollars that that Governor Wolf has taken. If they were state dollars, you know what, that's a different story. He, he He wouldn't have to sign that bill. He would authorize it. But in this case, he didn't authorize anything. It was extended to him by the federal government with the intent to care for uh, those that in need of the COVID virus not to be used to weaponize for political purposes or his own agenda. So it's two different things.
2: Let's talk about political purposes for a minute. We've had on this program this week a lot of calls about uh, from I think people on the left who are outraged over the fact the president has fired some inspectors general. Um, you know, it is obviously his absolute right to do so. The question is, is it moral that we're getting? How do you feel about what he's done with respect to the inspectors general?
3: Oh, come on. You know, I was revenue secretary. If I had someone that was given chance after chance, and clearly they were not playing for our team and working, I don't, I don't mean they got to change their party. But if I thought that they were doing something detrimental to our mission, uh, I'd have a problem with that. I, I said to many Democrats when I was revenue secretary, look, you've had a uh, you've had a pirate hat on for a while. Now you've got to put a Phillies hat on. Can you handle that? <laughs> and they would say yes. And I'd say, OK, let's do it. Let's 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 work to make this team win uh, as opposed to making this team lose. And over time, if somebody in, in charge in government sees an individual actually being a detriment to the mission, uh, they, they can't be part of the team anymore.
2: Good answer. All
1: right. Uh, let's step back real quickly to what the, the the president withholding federal aid. I think he was targeting Michigan and Nebraska or Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Uh, why is that not weaponizing federal aid? It's granted. I do, uh, you know, I'll concede the point that it's within his discretion. There's no argument there. But if they don't do what he wants, why isn't that weaponizing aid? He
3: has to sign off on the law. He has to sign off on the funding. He has a right to say, "Look i we think you 're doing things that are unfair we, we we you are utilizing a a fund for purposes that weren't intended, and therefore we are going to not extend that sort of funding for you to utilize in an improper way that's the federal that's federal funding he has a right if Governor wolf, if the Senate passed a bill that said hey we're, we're extending this funding for the general assembly and the, and wolf said well i want to do it but i want to do it this way he has every right to do that he, he has to sign the bill so it's it, we we gave him the federal funding he, said he has to use it as intended if it was state funding different story he can um uh he can run that show how he sees fit all
1: right well thank different you situation. an additional comment any other remark anything else to add that we didn't well, uh, ask. You
3: know what? Yeah, we, we, we got to open up safely our our commonwealth. Uh, we, we have to be smart. We have to listen to the counties. We have to listen to the businesses. People are sick and tired of seeing the long lines at Home Depot and Walmart and everywhere else, and our retailers aren't open. Thankfully, Cumberland County, uh, Montour County, uh, now um, uh, Columbia County, those in, in range here, and, and, and many west. Uh, counties west, of course, Snyder and others, Center County, are open. But there are some counties and businesses that are hurting. There's no reason we can't be smart. There's no reason we still can't come together and do this in a cooperative way so we can be proud of our actions in the future. The governor needs to bring people to the table, the county officials, some of the legislators, the businesses, and say, okay, guys, how can we do this? Because it's very important to save lives. But it's also very important to save livelihoods. Amen. We, we must work together to do
2: that. Thank you, Congressman.
1: Yes, keep in touch. Thank you so much, Congressman Dan Muser, 9th District out of Dallas, Pennsylvania. Uh, we look forward to your next contact, and keep, it, uh, keep in touch. Keep us up to date on these uh, topics as they evolve.
2: And stay safe.
3: We'll, we'll, you too. And we'll do an honor memorial weekend honor our bedrooms
1: Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Thank you so much, uh, U.S. Uh, Congressman Dan Muser, uh, checking in this morning. We invite your comment. We'll probably have time for a speedy dialer. We got some emails and texts uh, pending, so we'll get to those after this. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark.
2: Sure. And tomorrow... For those of you who may have felt that Congressman User represented only one side of the political debate, tomorrow we will have Senator Bob Casey, who is a Democrat, on the air, right? Yes. Bob's going to give us a call?
1: Yes. He'll be on tomorrow at uh, 8.30, I believe, 8.30 or 9. Ben Reikley will be here, so we'll have the Republican Party adequately represented. Yes, indeed. And uh, then Bob Casey, the U.S. Senator, is going to call in. We haven't heard from him along the mark in a while. Now, we can't take calls during this because of a limitation in our phone system, but if you email me... Messages or text us during those visits. We can put the, put those questions to the senator.
2: I, I was curious about Dan's uh, comment about proxy voting. You know, it's not an uncommon thing. On, I don't understand on regular boards. Yeah, I, I can understand the the need for Congress to actually show up and do the people's work. You know, I, I think they should be in a time of national crisis. If they're not on the job, who is? So, I mean, I would consider them, in theory at least, essential workers. To the extent that Nancy Pelosi keeps them out of town and uninvolved, well, I won't say uninvolved, just out of town, I think it's a disservice to the American people. Well, they are
1: essential workers. They just don't have to be at work. I mean, look at look at all the work that uh, Congressman Keller is doing. He's all over the place these days, making appearances and, you know, talking about these important things. And but
2: a congressman only is really effectively doing something when they're in the halls of Congress working on legislation to hopefully improve our situation and improve our country. Trees. You know, visiting all, taking all the tours you want to take isn't the same thing as being involved in actually uh, drafting legislation that hopefully could improve the American people. Well, Dan Muser talked about the fact that there is
1: uh, negotiation to get the fat out of the $3 trillion bill, and, or maybe they'd have to start over or just, you know, kind of pick and choose what the elements were, but to come up with some helpful funding for states and to revise the PPP loans so that maybe some more small businesses could... Could get to them in time. You know, it's first come, first
2: serve. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, that program has proven to be very beneficial. It just, I want to make sure the money goes to the right people, the folks who really, really need it. You know, some of them, some of the organizations have had to turn back money that they got improperly, and I think we should be looking very carefully to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: A lot of them just did it voluntarily. It wasn't even improper. It's just, not right, I Shouldn't guess. Shouldn't have filed in
2: the first place.
1: Right, but uh, there weren't enough um, rules applied, I suppose. World of cheese out there. It certainly is. You're listening to WDK, okay, son?
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Great teams and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is with us. Mr. Rub Center, just more fabulous. He could never ever be. And it is time for us uh, to do some news headlines on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at, at com and you can text us at 70236. If you're a TextConnect member, just reply to a previous message, or if you haven't signed up yet... Yet for TextConnect. You can do so at WDKOK.com. We invite you to do so. Uh, we send you text messages uh, just a few times, maybe once a week or so, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but it's an opportunity for you to stay informed with uh, WDKOK. Some brief news headlines here. A Sealands go school board member, Dr. Jennifer Rager K, is resigning from the school board two days after a controversial Facebook post saying that she'd shoot anyone who came within six feet of her or her family if they weren't wearing a mask. On her Facebook page, Dr. Reger K announced Wednesday she sent a letter of resignation to the board after receiving threats uh, uh, against her personal and professional well-being. She says her husband has also resigned effective immediately as the Snyder County Chief Public Defender. Dr. Rager K says the private post was shared by the Snyder County Commissioner Joe Cantz. Uh, she says that confirmed the state of affairs in the first place, with society being so divided and entrenched with the you-versus-me selfish mentality. Uh, Joe Kantz responded to all of this, saying, quote, Our words have meaning. I don't believe there's any reason to condone someone saying, if you refuse to wear a mask or come within six feet of me or my family, I will exercise my constitutional rights and shoot you. That's like saying, if you're overweight or if you're of a different religion or if you have different beliefs than I have. The past two months, he says, have been difficult for everyone. Joe Kansas' statement and the remarks of Dr. Jennifer Rigger K, available at WKOK.com. It's been almost two months since Evangelical Community Hospital announced they were furloughing 250 employees. Rachel Smith, vice president of people and culture at Evangelical Community Hospital, says they have taken steps to reopen since then.
6: Well, this was welcome news. We have committed to taking a measured phased approach to restarting services and reopening our clinics. We have to maintain our ability to address the continued presence of COVID-19 in the community and remain nimble enough to respond to a possible surge
1: and she says the number of furloughed employees peaked at 300 in late April, but uh, since then they were able to bring back some of them as of May 18th. They say the number of uh, furloughed employees was reduced to 220, and with that number changing as they bring more services back online at Evangelical Community Hospital. After a technical glitch Wednesday, State Department of Health daily update was released Wednesday evening, and there was an increase in local cases in Northumberland County, five new cases, and in Union County, six new cases. Snyder and Monterey County still have the same number of cases. Statewide, 143 new deaths were reported from COVID 19. Remdesivir is available at Evangelical Community Hospital if you need it.
6: The drug was allocated based on regional COVID 19 activity. We were not originally included in the list of Pennsylvania hospitals to receive it, and that's because we had a low incidence of. COVID-19, which is a positive thing, but we were just notified that we will be receiving a quantity through Pennsylvania Emergency Management channels, probably about 18 vials, which is enough to maybe take care of two COVID patients.
1: 1.5 million doses of the drug were donated to the U.S. by the drugs manufacturer, Gilead Sciences. Geisinger has created a way for patients to stay connected with the hospital while their COVID-19 is uh, leading them to a recovery at home in a release wednesday geisinger says they're using a new mobile app that connects patients to the MyChart care companion that already exists at the hospital it'll help patients report their symptoms temperature oxygen levels twice a day to a team of nurses if symptoms worsen an automated alert is sent and a patient can be contacted by a clinician for further evaluation or a video encounter and uh, let's see. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she called President Donald Trump morbidly obese because he's put down women for their weight. And besides, she says uh, President Trump could stand to lose a few pounds as the coronavirus bears down on the nation's capital. Quote, I gave him a dose of his own medicine. He's called women one thing and another over time. I thought he thinks that passes off as humor in certain cultures, unquote, Pelosi told reporters in her weekly news conference. From
2: Mark, two wrongs make a right, Department.
1: Oh, and she went on to say, for the record, the president is obese, but not morbidly so, as I called him Monday. Okay wow <laughs> that's not an apology but it's a well I guess cl- clinically all right we got one call waiting
2: another one coming in right.
1: and so we're good but to we go. have
2: we have a, an email here that we want to no. Read or, huh no you don't want to do that
1: no nope. can't do it why buzz always is at the top of the list he only has an attention oh, span of about five minutes and we've already used two of them I can say
4: there's nothing else to do but wait and listen so why I, I was just I, I sidetrack here a little bit. It's just another case of uh, how Trump can dish it out, but he can't take it, and all the people that love him support his idiocy and and belittle those who act uh, on the other side that act like him, but that's not what I called about. I called about Joe Kant's Statement I, uh, uh, with reference to Dr. K. Could you read that to me again? I, I did not understand.
1: <laughs> we have it online. But anyway, quote, our words have meaning. I don't believe there's any reason to condone someone saying, and then the subquote, if you refuse to wear a mask and come within six feet of me or my family, I will exercise my constitutional rights and shoot you. End of sub quotes. He goes on to say, that's like saying if you're overweight or if you're of a different religion or have a different belief than I have. Have, and then I could, and the subtext would be, then I could shoot you if you had to have different uh, that, beliefs.
4: That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't, I don't know what he's driving at. How does that have anything to do?
1: Well, because he's pairing, uh, I know you and I would think of COVID-19 and coronavirus and medicine and doctoring yeah. as as yeah. a science, but he's viewing he, this has been politicized. So just as much as coronavirus is a pandemic, it's also a Republican versus Democrat issue. So he's boiling it all the way. He's gone past the science into the belief phase. That's what he's talking about. You know, he doesn't think wearing a mask is important. He does not wear one. And so, therefore you have a situation where uh, it's a belief that he doesn't feel as though it would help him or that you know it would help you i guess is the way it really works he does and he knows he doesn't have it so therefore you don't need a mask if he doesn't have it and he doesn't think we do well, see,
4: it's, it's just it's, it's not not what just what that, that kind of, of ignorant leadership that
1: Oh, Joe has a different interpretation.
4: If, of course, he does. Joe's a Republican.
1: No, Joe, I'm not saying um, that.
2: I think you have, what do you
4: have that document. Do you have the documentation yet on the uh, uh, the false uh, uh, online or? Er, uh, Mail in voting that, that Trump used. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he mails in, but he says everybody else is. Uh, do you have any documentation to prove that?
2: I never said that. Uh, I never said that. We don't want documentation. <laughs> no, we we accept <laughs> the president on. I his think word. it can be done. I, I think it can be done safely. I just want to make sure there are plenty Absolutely. of safeguards. Anyway, getting back to it, I I think that. Let's face it. We're in an era of zero tolerance. If a, my yeah. child, my 11-year-old grandson, had said, you come near me without a mask, I'm going to shoot you, can you imagine the police would have been at his door, they would have been thrown him out of school, he would have been suspended? It's this zero tolerance mentality that I don't like. I think every case should be judged on its own merits. And if you know yeah. Dr. Jennifer Rager Kay, and I do, and I consider her a friend, she is a decent— Lover lover. She's a wonderful person, an excellent doctor. Absolutely. I don't think she would harm anybody for any reason unless she did feel threatened. Did she make a very unfortunate choice of words? Yes, she did. But I don't think she should resign from the school board. I don't think her husband should be penalized. I think, you know, who among us wants to be judged by the one biggest mistake we may have made in our life? I don't want to be judged by the ones I've made. I think we need to look at the totality of a human being before we decide they have no value. It's really unfortunate,
4: and... And I, I wish I knew what to, to tell her, other than that you know, time passes and people will forget. But uh, it's just. Uh,
2: but I don't. You know, I don't blame so... people for being concerned over her words. To be honest with you, yeah. Buzz. Oh
4: no, it was a, it, um, she'd be the first one to admit it was said in the heat of uh, of passion and, and exhaustion, and that she regrets it totally. So why can't we let that go? I mean, they let Trump go on all the lies and
1: things he says. Well, she's a Democrat, so we have to seize well, the now, bear opportunity.
2: In, bear in mind that a lot of people call this program, and bring up all the time, Trump said he could shoot somebody in the middle of 3rd Street and it exactly. would be acceptable. So, I yeah. mean, if that's punishable, why isn't what she said punishable? And the thing is, Trump hasn't endured any long-lasting adverse effects from that, and I don't believe she should either.
4: I agree with that. Well, all right, thank you so much, Christ. I was just confused. I was just confused by Kansas. I, I I still can't relate that, but thank you guys. We have it posted
1: at debbykok. dot com. You can read it slowly oh. out loud to yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, our friend. Thank you, Buzz.
2: Our friend Eb, who resist. often who often writes very long and, or very. Um, um, partisan emails, has written one today that uh, makes some good points. He says, much has been made of the Facebook post by Dr. Jennifer Reger K, but there's another issue to consider here. In his own resignation letter, her husband, Peter, who was Snyder County's chief public defender, said that we are presently being inundated with harassing messages and emails from people threatening to come to our home to challenge our commitment to the safety and health of our family, people who were stoked into action by the chairman's crass political opportunism, unquote. He is referring to Commissioner Joe Kantz, who apparently took Dr. Rager Kay's private Facebook post and made it public. There are multiple ways Kantz could have handled this. He could have reached out to Dr. Rager Kay privately. He could have contacted the Seelands Grove School Board, of which she was a member, privately to express his concerns. Instead, he seemingly chose to spread around something that was intended for consumption only by her select Facebook friends. Of which he is one. He is one, yes. Did Kantz do this to harm her politically? If so, that's a gross abuse of his position. And what does he plan to do now that his actions are causing this woman and her family to receive threats and harassment? Will he speak out against those threats, or will he let them pass by without comment? Will he accept responsibility for the fact that his actions directly led them to being threatened with harm? Kant's acted improperly and irresponsibly. He needs to follow Dr. Rager Kay's example and resign his position immediately. Listen, I think the commissioner, maybe I wouldn't have handled it the way he did, but certainly when someone makes a threat like that, you have to at least consider the fact they may have been serious, if you know, Doctor. So Rager, you don't contact the police; you send it to all your Republican friends. <laughs> How does that help? Okay, oh, okay. Not certain. I know the answer to that one, but I I understand people being concerned. But I go back to this zero tolerance thing again. You know, we have got to stop t- saying there's no excuses. You know, the, well, that little kindergartner a few years ago who made a, like a gun with his finger and thumb, mm-hmm. and he wound up being in the principal's office. This was in the Sealands Grove School District. He, he wound up in the principal's office and. All kinds of trouble. It's a kid, you know. Here we have someone who's talking about a passion for protecting their family and equating it to some other people who have had uh, similar experiences, but with weapons. So I, I don't see the harm here, either side. I think it's unfortunate on both ends of it, but I don't think her, I don't think Doctor Rager K should have resigned from the school board. I don't think that uh, her husband should have resigned as a public defender. Um and Joe I, Ken shouldn't have shared that. Well, I don't know that, you know, I, I'm not going to say that either. I mean, if he was concerned, I don't know Joe's mind, what he was. if he was concerned about it, but he's right. Words have, ac- have consequences. People on the left say that all the time about President Trump. He says these horrible things. If people on the left's words have consequences, or on the right's words have consequences, people on the left's words have consequences. The funny thing is, they're friends on Facebook.
1: <laughs> this is what your friends do to you. It's a good thing well, your, your first frenemies all, don't get you. of Let's take stuff. this. No
2: matter what else, the people who are calling and threatening the, their family should be ashamed of themselves.
1: Well, that's that reopen group, people in that group. They're all nuts. No, we're not. I'm in the
2: reopen group.
1: <laughs> I think I am, too. But uh, half of them are, you know, this ultra gun. You know, it has, and they—they they probably don't even know the first detail about the reopen or the yellow area or anything like that. But Dr. Rager, it's just it, all Dr. guns. Dr.
2: Rager K is a Second Amendment uh, believer. She owns firearms. Right. So we have to get, to get you down one. On her, huh? we have to get you one. No, I don't need and one. a safe. If I threatened to shoot you, it would not carry much weight. I don't own a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll loan you mine. I have a water. I take that back.
1: I have a water gun. At I'll home. go home and get you one. All right, one right. 1-800-795-9565. Standby. good callers. We're going to open up the phones shortly here on WKOK. Okay. all right let's get to the opinions of the world Uh, mike is first up uh, from bloomsburg pennsylvania good morning sir you're on the mark
7: hey good morning uh one of your previous callers uh, made the comment about trump and all his lies and he made the uh referred to the one about you know he could shoot somebody and it wouldn't matter well I seem to recall watching him make that initial uh, uh, statement, and what I believe Trump said, and maybe somebody can correct me because we have Google these days, was he was saying, responding to the remark that his support wasn't that strong, and he referred, he said, my, my, some of my supporters say, I could shoot somebody on the street and it wouldn't matter to them. That's how much they're supporting me. He did not say, I am so great, I could just shoot somebody in the street and it wouldn't matter. He was, he was making a reference. And uh, to me, it's just another one of those things that gets twisted around in the media and in the news, and it becomes true, when in reality, it's not. And I think we just have way too much of that in our society right now. That's, that's the first thing I wanted to say.
1: Okay, what's okay. number two?
7: Okay, number two. When when Donald Trump was running for office, in, you know, right, right after he took office, one of the main things he wanted to do was bring industry back to the United States, bring manufacturing back here, bring jobs back here. And the place he was going to get them from was China, okay? And that's what he has been on the whole time. Now, I like to, I, I guess really, I never got very far in math other than algebra one and two. And I, and I like the least common denominator. And right now, what I'm seeing is there's two groups that want to get rid of Trump really bad, the communist in China and the Democrats in the United States. And I don't think that votes, votes very well for the American people if uh, Trump goes, because I, I don't want to see uh, China get in the upper hand. I don't want to see the Democrats get in the upper hand. And uh, one of your uh, earlier guests there talked a lot about this stimulus package that the Democrats threw together. And uh, you know that, that's all political posturing. And, and I just hope to God that it doesn't pass in the form that it is. I hope it passes to help people. And then finally, what I want to say about China, in this virus so much of what we heard from the beginning has been wrong and just today on your news they were saying that the the virus isn't easily spread by uh, contact with pieces of immaterial paper and all that stuff when in the beginning they had us all terrified that you know if we took up our mail we could get it okay and so so much of what we heard is wrong but now we're starting to hear more and more Uh, just recently, in the last couple of days, there's been articles in uh, numerous newspapers and in numerous news reports that the Chinese were actually working on a, a virus that could be selective based on your race. In other words, if they wanted to kill all Indians, or if they wanted to kill all blacks, and that this virus may be related to that work. Now, to me, the liberals in this country who you know, that's one of their favorite things is to divide people by race and use one race against the other to promote their party. You would think that the Democrat Party would be strongly on Trump's side for going after China in this virus, but they're not. And to me, I think that's a dichotomy there that, you know, I'd like to hear them respond to.
1: Well, maybe you'll get some takers. Well, yeah, we do have you know pretty consistent reports that there was supposedly a virus being worked on, and you know maybe it got out, or maybe they implanted it, you know, tested it in a population, thinking they'd have it under control, but uh, none of that uh, confirmed that I know of, anyway. All yeah. right, thank you so much, you know, Mike. Thanks for the call. Oh, Appreciate it. One, th-
7: one last thing: they did send the, one of the chief Communist Party leaders in to clean up that lab and take control of it. So this was. This was something really big that was going on there because they had to send their most important person in there to take care of it. So that that ought to give you an idea of how important that lab was and what was there. All
1: right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Uh, Stan, next up, thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
7: Yeah,
8: as far as mail-in voting. Now, in Pennsylvania, it's my understanding, we have mail-in voting, correct? Other than uh, the absentee ballot.
1: Right. Yep. I already voted by mail.
8: Is it? Re- but in Pennsylvania, it's required that the person that wants a mail-in ballot has to request it. Correct? Yes.
1: yes. Yeah, that's how you do it. You do it online, or oh, I guess you could do it at a courthouse. I didn't do it on at a courthouse, but anyway. Okay. They well, won't let general, you but you
8: have to request it. It's just <laughs> automatically sent to your house for you to fill out or throw in the garbage, whichever the case
1: may be. Right. I know. Now, I know where in, you're going.
8: In, <laughs> the, the other question is: In Michigan, is it the same way? No. Because my understanding, what I saw, that. Uh, the Secretary of State out there took it upon themselves to send all these ballots out in the mail. So well, it may be the same system in, in Michigan. So if that's the case, then I'm not sure if it's a woman or guy, but whatever, is violating the law.
1: In what way? Isn't that within their per- well, purview?
8: No, not it. Not if in law says that the ballots have to be requested not just automatically sent out well they
2: weren't as i understand it stan and i saw a report on this this morning the governor uh, was making the statement she's a woman she said that she didn't send out uh, ballots she sent out applications to get a ballot that's okay, what she well, that's sent
8: different. out that's different okay right. and that's and that's that's fine I that that I don't have a problem. I have I, I do have a problem with mail-in voting. I think there's it's ripe for corruption. But, you know, that's their law. As long as they're just not sending the ballots to whoever or everyone that has a, a driver's license. Because with the motor voter law, what's the rule? If you go to get your driver's license, you can automatically register to vote. Now, not some states you have to say, yes, I want to be registered. Other states, it's automatic. My understanding in California, it's automatic. You get a driver's license, you're registered to vote in California. And that includes everyone. Now, they say it doesn't include the illegals, but illegals get driver's license just like they do in New York State. So if they're automatically getting registered vote, why wouldn't there be corruption there?
2: Interesting question.
8: I mean, that's and they also have the ballot harvesting in California. So, you know, people don't even have to get off their butts to go to the polling place or even to walk... The ballot that they got in the mail to the to the mailbox.
2: Well, there was a story I also read this morning. I think it was in Detroit. I may be wrong in that. Uh, A Democratic uh, official in the um, voter registration office apparently destroyed uh, supporting information for ballots and then counted the ballots. And without any, uh, you know, and that supposedly she received an award from the Democratic Party for outstanding work. Not for that, but for something else. Uh, no, and I'm the,
8: sure it was for that. They just put something else
2: on the line. there's now an investigation going on, and she has been charged <laughs> with it. Be. Well, I mean, that's now, not everybody. Other- that, I mean, I'm, th- I'm sure there are many honest uh, Republican and Democratic voter registration people who want to make sure that people get an opportunity to vote. And I agree with Congressman Muser. You know, if you're tampering with our right to vote or you're trying to f- swing our own elections or do something improper, you know, that, that's a subversion of our country's basic rights. I don't think Pennsylvania right.
1: has a ballot harvesting law.
8: Well, they shouldn't. That, that, that should be totally illegal. If a person that gets their ballot can't deliver it to the polling place the mailbox on their own, then it doesn't deserve to be counted. I'm a real stickler for that. If, in my opinion, if people can't get off their butt and go to the polling place unless they're sick or out of the country or out of the state on election day and and had requested a Uh, an absentee ballot, they don't deserve to vote. We should have all. (laughs) Voting takes a little work and people should put it in. And if they're too lazy to do it, then they shouldn't vote.
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I worry about I might change my mind. Something might come up at the last minute that makes me reconsider my vote, and I don't want to be stuck with a vote I cast without all the information. So I'm content to show up at the polls on June the 2nd and vote, and I will.
8: Well, that's the same thing with all the early, you know, the the early voting and all that stuff. The same day registration. In my opinion, that's all right for corruption. Now, after Trump got elected, what did he do? He tried to get the, what, the Voter Integrity Commission together. And none of the states would cooperate with him. My question is, why? Why wouldn't these states cooperate with, you know... They say, they say the whole election in 2016 was rigged with the Russians and all that, and, and Trump won because of it, but they didn't want to investigate their voting system to make sure nothing like that happened. What were the Democrats? And it was mostly Democrat states that wouldn't do it. I won't tell you that the Republic, some of the Republicans didn't, but the secretaries of states, and some of these even the Republican-controlled states, are Democrats, and they did not want to cooperate
1: why so eventually disband it why was that what is what the are answer? they answer oh i see they're hiding something i got you okay we got well, you stan i mean
8: why why wouldn't why wouldn't somebody you know want to participate in a commission to make sure that the, the elections are fair and above board I don't Which know, maybe it was, was partisan. Doing. He was trying to hide some. He was trying to make sure the elections were fair and above board.
1: That's what he said, but maybe he was trying to hide uh-huh. something or do uh-huh. something. They uh-huh. had but, a nefarious but he wasn't political in charge of purpose or he who had knows what else. set up. Right. Good point. All right, we got so, you. Stan. Yeah. Pe- Thank you, sir. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you buddy. Stan. Thank you. Stan's
2: wound up today. <laughs> well, that's his nature. <laughs> okay. We have. Uh, we have to take a break, or do we have time no, for these? We have time uh, for a couple of two. We emails. have a, um, a text that says, "Good morning." The news today said if Trump would have been two weeks earlier on this virus, over fifty thousand lives would have been saved. Vote him out in twenty twenty. Hey Bob, <laughs> what about the governors? Why, why didn't they take action two weeks earlier? They were saying the president didn't have the right well, the to shut everything can't down. Governor
1: shut down international travel. I think that's
2: the action. Oh well, we're the president about. did shut down some international travel. He was called a racist, including by Joe Biden, or xenophobe. Well, not enough soon enough, you could argue, but that's
1: a matter. Your point is still well taken. It's like Hillary Clinton said, what possible difference does it make? Well, Columbia University or uh, Drexel University has a new study. We're going to hear more about that coming up on our sunrise shows. But it, you could, it, it's true. If we if we had done a shutdown lockdown earlier or if we had done Lawrence's worthless four week freeze in place or if we had shut it down later, of course, the numbers would be different. That's the nature of a pandemic. It spreads faster when it can. It doesn't when it can't. But you can't blame the president for
2: that. No, you can't. We don't know. We didn't know then what we know now. And forgive me, but some of the Democratic leaders in Washington remind me of a dog chasing his tail. On one hand, they say, he should have shut the country down earlier to save 50,000 lives. And he's responsible for the economy going down the tank. Yeah, the recession. Because he closed the country down. What in God's name? How do you reconcile those two? I think we should. He should have shut the country down earlier, and then somehow magically we wouldn't have had a recession or it wouldn't have been plunged into the economic morass we're in at the moment. We closed
1: down too soon around here. I stick by that statement. We closed well, we're down too soon. not
2: Fast enough, in my well, opinion.
1: Well, that's true too. All right, uh, yeah, especially the gyms. Somebody open, open the, the gym gyms jo- <laughs> and Julia. the hair and the salons. Well, the I don't bar- care about I'm used to having a ponytail, so this is working out for me. <laughs> Upper right-hand corner. Okay,
2: please. Ballots were not sent in Michigan, only applications and information. I wonder who started this crazy rumor. Well, I, I agree well, with John on that. I heard that story this morning on the news. Well, where the they, president said
1: it. He said they mailed out ballots, which right. is not well, he, true. Right, he was wrong. It was applications for absentee ballots. It wasn't course, even an they, application for a mail They said he
2: lied. Well, maybe he didn't lie. Maybe he just misunderstood. <laughs> but no, let's say he lied. No, that's he lied. That's, he lied.
1: He's a bad man. <laughs> All right, we got two calls coming in. It's time for the break, so we'll be ready for those calls when we come back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone
2: Talk Show on the Markets. It's... Uh, Joe's choice. You can start wherever you want to. Okay. Maybe we should shut the borders down permanently and only allow people in after a full medical exam and three-week mandatory quarantine in a fenced and guarded facility for those that want to enter the country. That would make us safe, and after all, isn't that what everyone wants? Ooh, Lawrence Lawrence's worthless three-week uh, freeze in place. It's, it's funny to hear uh, referring to me, it's funny to hear you say two wrongs don't make a right after Pelosi's obesity statement. If Trump had said that, you would have said he'd doesn't take anything without punching back. He's a strong leader. No, I wouldn't. I've said many times in this program, I don't like the president insulting people. I don't like people insulting him. You know, can't we have an honest debate about policy in this country without making it personal, without saying, Mark, I disagree with your argument. You're fat and ugly. You're still going to (laughs) vote for him. That's the tough part. Didn't vote for him the last time. Why would I vote for him this time if I don't like what he's doing? Ken, you're on the mark.
9: Hey, how are you this morning? Good. Um, back from Virginia, if you recall, I called you when I was vacationing and doing some work there. All right. So according to some of your callers, um, since it's been two weeks, I should probably be hospitalized within the next five days. So I'll call you and let you know. <laughs> okay. I didn't wear a mask or anything, but I will I will call you when I'm self-quarantined. Okay. But um, beyond that, outside the scope of the virus... For two years, all I saw was Adam Schiff's face on television. Two solid years. Now, fifty-seven interviews that he hid came out, and no one talks about them. There have been, people are still saying Russian hoax. Have you read them? Where's Adam Schiff gone? He's in the basement with Biden. <laughs> what happened to the true leader looking for freedom and a patriot? We have definite, definite proof. Right. There was none. It was. It was totally what Trump said it was a witch hunt and if you have to make yourself believe otherwise right now wow that's got to, that means you didn't read anything because I read the interviews redacted of course nothing nothing where is Adam Schiff now that's what I want to know
2: I'm more interested in where his absolute proof is because he didn't bring it out and nobody's found it since
9: Well, yeah <laughs> he didn't have it they made it up completely Yet there are people that make themselves believe it. And, you know, for those of you that watch Seinfeld or enjoy that show, and I'm not sure what if your listenership ever did, but uh, George Costanza had a famous line in there that says, it's not a lie if you believe it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and
9: uh, apparently Adam Schiff believed it because he stood in front of the American people day in and day out. And just fabricated everything. Why are we not talking about that?
2: Oh,
0: I think now we're he,
9: moving on to another talking point. You know, it,
2: It's just crazy. I think he probably felt that the Mueller investigation would bring out damning evidence, and he wanted to look like he was in the know long before anything else happened. I think he's just a self-aggrandizing politician.
9: Well, he did self-aggrandize, but now I, I think he's campaigning with Biden in his basement. Because <laughs> you can't find him anywhere. He doesn't even send out a tweet. He was most vocal man on the earth for two straight years. Agreed.
5: Yeah. Yep.
9: And now we're—he's gone. His cause is
2: over. Well, he blew impeachment, you know, and he blew a lot of other things. So, I mean, he's just—I don't think he has much credibility. At least he doesn't with me.
9: Yeah, but no one—no one wants to mention that. There's too concerned now with the, the virus and all those things. Yeah, we're trying to run a
1: pandemic around here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. Well, 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 ignore other other extreme
9: electoral facts, you know, election thing. And how do do we suspect that we're going to be able to do mail-in voting and keep it fair?
1: You mail it in and it gets counted one vote one person.
9: Right. So you mail it in, and then what if you go to the poll and, and vote again? You're telling me the system is good enough to not count your vote twice.
2: Yeah, go through
9: that, the, Iowa couldn't even figure out their real voting, let alone now mail in?
1: I don't know about other states, but in Pennsylvania that'll be easy to do because it's all done with you know hard copy books. They mark you down as having already voted, and then when you go in and you, and you uh, tell them you're there to vote, they'll say, oh, sorry, Mark, you voted already. Now I'm You're not saying
9: those records are kept up to date.
1: Oh, they're up to date. Yeah, they're current. I now, now there's. People on there that haven't voted in years—they do have to purge the rolls from time to time. But uh, I, I'm not worried about mail-in voting in Pennsylvania, only because I know who's running it and how it's running in all the particulars. But uh, other states, I couldn't tell you. And the president is very concerned about this, although he participates in mail-in voting, which is kind of funny. But uh, there there aren't any reports of widespread uh, human error. That was Joe Kansas's remark a week ago that he's mostly concerned about human error, and there, there's no reports of that. And And there's no, I mean,
2: there probably is somewhere, there's no reports of widespread fraud. There is a difference between absentee ballots and mail-in voting. Right, no argument We've had absentee ballots for years. That's what the president does. No, he does mail-in voting. He does absentee, but he's an absentee voter. He can't be in Florida the day of the election. I think he did it mail-in. I think he did absentee ballots.
1: All right, to be continued. Ken, you get the last word on Joe and my argument.
9: (laughs) Um, well, it's actually something that I think we both have to look at because it could benefit either side. Yep. Um, you know, fraud can happen on both sides. So it, it needs to have, it, we need to have a very good system for it. And um, one other thing, Mark, I'll leave it, is you made a comment the other day that, uh, you know, most people are happy with the way the governor is handling this. I would highly disagree. I've been all over the state and I have cross-sections of, people that I deal with regularly, I have yet to meet anyone that is happy with what's going on, other than those on a fixed income that are able to quarantine the entire time because they get paid. We have 40 million people out of work.
1: Right. I'm not so sure happy a- is the right word, but most people support uh- uh, accept what the governor is doing as potentially having the right outcome that's desired. I, if I use the word happy, that's obviously not the right word. I mean, nobody's happy about being locked down. Look at Joe. He's going to pop if he doesn't use a gymnasium in the next week. <laughs> but in any event, all right, send me an email, at com. I'll send you this uh, poll that or uh, well, the polls. There's two of them now. Three quarters of the Pennsylvanians begrudgingly support what the governor's doing. How about that? Ken, we'll thank talk you. later Thank you, right, you, Let thank us you, know thank how you make you.
2: out in your quarantine, Ken
1: Alright, how oh, we're doing We're way ahead of time, we're right where we need to be For Tom, good morning, sir, you're on the mark
10: Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to call about this But as this last guy, as far as Adam Schiff Adam Schiff is a good, honest man
0: <laughs>
10: You're Donald right Trump and, Donald Trump and the Republicans Stonewalled this investigation <laughs> all along I'm not going to testify. I'm not going to let anybody testify. Come on. And you guys, and you guys sticking up. I ain't going to get into it anymore than that. But about the voting, the voting, you're looking at the wrong thing, too. The voting, you want to look at voter suppression. You there? Yeah, we're listening we're, we're to you. We're just listening
1: to your good words. Go ahead.
10: The voter suppression is the problem in this country where they, where they closed where there's a lot of, of uh, minority people and people that would vote Democratic. And there's a lot of them in an area. What they do is they close the polls so they make everybody uh, stand in line or else they, or else they um, put it real far away so people that don't have cars can't vote. And this crook, this crook well, there's a couple crooks, but the crook down in uh, Georgia, this Kemp, that's now the governor down there, he was in charge of voting he was in charge of voting when he cheated uh Stacey Abrams out of the out of the governor's uh thing,
2: oh yeah, he cheated and the her. same <laughs> thing
10: and the same thing down in Florida with that guy that's the governor down in Florida he was he was in charge of elections and he did the same thing as this kept it kept people from voting. You guys are on the wrong subject,
2: not really. I think voting is not is an absolute something we should be very concerned that people are actually legally allowed to vote and that they are exercising that right properly
10: and they should be able to vote and they should not and they should not try to keep them from voting
2: all right i'll I'll concede that i don't think anybody should be kept from voting but i think everybody should
10: that is what these republican governors and republican people that they put in charge of this stuff are trying to do. Here's the problem. And that is a much, much, much more serious problem. But you
2: Democrats, you Democrats always say asking someone to make sure that they're properly identified is somehow voter suppression. I don't think it is. I, When I go to vote, I should be absolutely certain, or they should be absolutely certain that I am who I say I am.
10: You and know, there's a lot of old people, old people and poor people that never had a car they don't they didn't have birth certificates back then and there's all kind of reasons for that
2: well a person who was a hundred years they're still
10: old legally, they're still legally pe- legal people
2: people who were hundred years old were born in 1920 just, we had records back then we had don't birth don't have certificates a
10: car, does, doesn't don't have a driver's license <laughs> or something like that doesn't mean that they aren't legal.
2: Well, but they need to prove it then. Certainly they've gotten Well, have they gotten a brochure stuff like that? How did they, they get out or How did they get social security, to Tom? Tom, Tom, how did they get social security? They have to prove well, the, they, they have know. to prove they have to prove who they are, one way or another.
10: And as far, and as, far as who who was caught cheating in mail in uh, mail-in voting, the guy down in North Carolina got caught and they had to have another election. Which and, they should have never done. They should have gave it to the guy that they should have gave it to the guy that got cheated. But and the then voter, they had another election, and the guy that got cheated lost again.
2: And the Democratic and voter registration, yeah. the Democratic voter registration person in Pontiac, Michigan, is being investigated for destroying supporting information on ballots that would have been identified who the people were. She's under investigation right now.
10: Well, good, that's what they should do if they kill right. somebody.
2: That's what I'm saying. We need to make certain that we understand who the people are who are voting and there's some well, way to properly identify that them.
10: We don't we don't close polls
2: and now, try the... to
10: make people like this last thing in, in Wisconsin where you try to make people vote that are sick that have when they're out, out in masks.
2: Well, I still trying believe to, trying
10: to cheat and they and that didn't work for him either because that guy lost.
2: I have no problem with going to the polls and voting. I've done it every election. I'm um, talking
10: about voter suppression. If you, if you have voter suppression, that means you can't vote. That's well, who's the problem? You who's suppressing vote. your
2: vote around here, Tom? Who's suppressing your vote?
10: It's not around here. It's in other it's other places. It's in big.
2: But this is a heavily Republican area, Tom. This is a very Republican area. You mean we're not suppressing I mean, the votes it, here, but we're doing it, it other places?
10: Be, I mean, it could be. You know, like down in Georgia, I know they did it, and they did it in Florida. They do it all over any place like Ohio where there's a big city they're gonna they're gonna try to make it hard for people to vote and that's they do you can you can argue they don't all you want but they do and it is a serious serious problem much more serious than, than the people that are cheating and voting because there's hardly anybody cheating and voting
2: well I disagree with you but thanks for calling we well, appreciate I your you comment
10: because <laughs> you guys. You don't even think Adam Schiff's a good guy, and you think Donald Trump's a good guy. Come on. No,
1: I think Adam think Schiff is <laughs> It's all about the politics. It doesn't have anything to do with the people. Yeah. It's what they stand for. I mean, or the, don't stand the, for. The it. president could do a lot more worser things, and they'd still love him enough to vote him back. All right, we've got a quickie break. We've got our callers and emails and texts standing by. We'll be right back. Alright, let's get to the phones. ASAP. Uh, Dan. No, Ken, Ken, Ken. Sorry. Poor Ken. He's been on the line forever. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark.
6: Okay. Uh, well, thanks, thank you very much for taking a break there. Uh, if I would have had to follow Tom right away, my blood pressure still not calmed down. Uh, um, if he's so unhappy in this country, why doesn't he move to one of the uh, countries where you are only allowed to go to a grocery store once a week? Well, you're only allowed to walk your dog one time a day because You've the got real a lot Americans, of
1: lunch, in
6: Pennsylvania in the United States,
1: Ken, because real uh, Ken, listen, Be- because real Americans are real patriots, fight for positive change in this country. They don't flee to another country.
7: Okay,
2: well, uh, gee, that's not what um, some of those celebrities said would happen when Trump was elected. I listened
6: to Governor Wolf's song uh, and dance for. Uh, for two minutes about a question he was posed last night. Maybe that's what uh, the president ought to do when he's asked the question. But what I wanted to ask Joe really today is, uh, I go by the horses every day uh, on my way when I'm out on a journey, and I see the coming soon, be back soon sign. I wonder, how are they gonna be able to be back soon when uh, operating the business the way they business with the salad bar being such a major part of their operation, I just wonder If there's any talks about uh, whether they'll reopen or uh, what they might do, because horses is uh, a big part of Pennsylvania. They go from the west coast to the east coast. Right. And most of their stores are in
1: Pennsylvania. And my mother just called him and said they're hoping to have some kind of an operation next month. Uh, but don't know what that would be, but she was told to try back in June and we'll go from there.
2: Well, I think that they probably will have to do something different with the salad bar. I don't think, for example, there are buffet restaurants around here. I don't see them being able to open the way they have in the past uh, unless people are willing to take a substantial chance. But I, I wouldn't see why restaurants couldn't open up with uh, limited seating and with uh, precautions. I, I just don't see why they couldn't.
1: All right, Ken, we're out of time, but thank you so much. Call again, Ken. Appreciate the call. Uh, hey, the visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory there. You can select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. Or you could do what I did. That's go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Wear a mask. Tell them you want to be pumped up with nitrogen. You need an alignment. You need some body work. Plus, your car has, got, has to have some stuff done, and they'll take good care of you. And while you're doing that all by yourself, not being uh, in social distanced by a salesperson, you can go out and pick out your vehicle. I checked out my new Ford Ranger that's down there waiting for me. It's perfect. It's black. It's got the super cab and a six-foot bed and the power rear window and the sunroof and the ladder racks already on it. It's that uh, uh, Raptor package that makes it look like it's ready to run in the Baja. It even has a snorkel. I figured I have to get a truck with a snorkel. I just need one badly. So, therefore, you can do precisely what I did. You can go out and check out all the vehicles. they got Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln. There's one or two Kias there. Most of them are over at 11 and 15. But they do have a selection also, literally perfect to pre-owned vehicles. And they would just very much like to hear from you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out in advance at sunburymotors.com. Uh, Dan, you've been more than patient. Well, you have 30 seconds. Go right ahead.
10: Hey, good morning, Why I don't support the governor, and I'm on all fixed income right now. I'm disgruntled the way he's handled most of this e- epidemic. And I think the problem, the division, is the elitists are made at us common people that voted for Trump. They still haven't got
3: over it. And they're trying to divide the country and thinking they're going to win the next election. Okay, or we're out of time. We're out of
2: time, Tom. Thanks <laughs> yep, for calling. Dan, take care. All right, Mark, yeah, thanks, I'll see buddy. you Monday. Uh, have a good time tomorrow with Senator Casey. This is WK, OK, Sunbury.